0: Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Elise DeLucci Show, episode 104. How are you doing? I missed you. We didn't talk last week. I was away on vacation. So let's just get right into it. I got a lot to say today. Did you know, fact of the day, The Simpsons, the founder of The Simpsons, Matt Groening, the creator, I should say, of The Simpsons, he made The Simpsons yellow. Because back in the day, when everybody only had three channels or whatever on their regular linear television, he wanted people to stop in their tracks when they were scrolling through the channels. So that's why he made them yellow. He felt like if he made them any other color, it would have blended in in TV land and wouldn't have captured people's attentions. Isn't that funny? I never knew that. I, I always wondered why the Simpsons were yellow. I just thought they were like you know, Martians or something, you know, and Lisa Simpson with the spiky hair and then Marge with the ever so fabulous bright blue beehive. But I never knew what they were yellow. And that is why the Simpsons are absolutely dandelion, bright crayon, sunshine yellow, so people can pay attention when they're flipping through the channel. So, so we learned something new every day not all the facts have to be something prolific they could be fun right i'm in my robe if you are watching on youtube as per use what's the point what's the point of getting dressed right now i've been doing the, the episodes in my robe the last few and uh and i let you know i like it because i like i like having the robes the, today i'm wearing a, a very lightweight leopard robe i got it from tj a while ago you know max i love max I wish they would open more of them all around but god forbid cuz rent rent is so damn expensive in the city anyway mm, got the sip of coffee in. okay <clears throat> i went on vacation finally i went to the caribbean i went to antigua i had a great time it was relaxing all I did, I didn't even leave the resort. All I did was I went to the beach and I went to the pool and that's exactly what I was looking for. It was my first vacation, my first proper vacation, I should say, quoting my young children. You proper vacation, mommy. It was my first proper vacation in over, oh my God, four years. I mean, I've been to Florida to my mother's house. She has a place in Naples. I've, I, I've been to Montauk and, you know, maybe the Jersey Shore for a night or two, but this was my first proper vacation. Here's the thing. I don't know if I would go back. I I mean, I know, I know how I'm not trying to complain about a beautiful vacation that I just really enjoyed myself. My boyfriend, and i had a great time, but okay. I haven't really traveled to an island in quite some time. And I was just so excited to book. And I've been to a lot of places already. So Antigua came up. The price was right. You know, because one of the girls that listens to the show gave me some recommendations. She told me, um, well, a bunch of you wrote to me and gave me recommendations when I said I was going away. And one of the girls said, oh, try Zoetry in Punta Cana. She said she went with her girlfriends. They had a great time. She gave me a couple other places. Someone else said, if you want the beautiful beaches, Turks and Caicos, obviously amazing. They said, if you want something affordable, Club Men, it's all inclusive. It's three star, but it's all inclusive. And uh, and, and you can't beat the beaches. If all you want to do is have something decent to eat and sit on the beach, go to Club Men in Turks. And I, you know, I didn't do it. I went to Antigua. I read, uh, you know, I flipped Tripadvisor upside down, and I'm sure you guys use Tripadvisor. But you know, the thing is with Tripadvisor, the reviews are really good. They're really genuine reviews on Tripadvisor. They are. Um, I actually interviewed there a thousand years ago, and that was one of their biggest thing. Tripadvisor. They wanted to have very pure reviews. They're not super gamified like some of the other review sites. The sites that have reviews, they're not. They don't. They don't cherry pick just the best ones. The thing about Tripadvisor, though is that these are serious travelers, global nomads. These people, they're backpacking through the world. Been there, done that when I lived in Italy when I was like 19 and 20, exhausting. But no, they're they're like real global nomads. Some of the people on TripAdvisor tend to be a little bit... Know what's the word granola y? And look, no offense, no offense if you're sitting there in your Birkenstocks and you haven't showered for 10,000 years. And no, I'm not trying to offend you people because I actually just bought Birkenstocks, as you know, from the last episode. But, um, <clears throat> well, I've had them for years, but, and I bought a new, a couple new pairs because they're comfortable. But the TripAdvisor reviews can be a little bit granola y. You're not exactly getting people that go to, you know, uh, Richard Branson's next Island on there. And they're, you know, they're saying uh, we're spending millions and bazillions of dollars and whatever you get real travelers. So you have to keep that with a grain of salt. If you're looking for something luxurious and beachfront and you want to be weighted hand and foot, but I stayed at a resort um, called Coco Bay in Antigua. And my boyfriend, of course, paranoid, like everybody in my Italian web of people, he's like, don't go on the podcast and tell the name of the resort, at least don't do it, don't do it. And it's like, why? Why should not I? There's nothing wrong. We had a great time. The beaches were beautiful. The only thing I will say, the only thing is it was all inclusive and uh, it was, it was nice. It was only one restaurant. The portions were a little small, you know, and it's only, you can ask for another, you can ask for like a second, but like, I, you know, what kind of a on I'm going to be, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to finish, you know, the salad that they served at lunch. And then I'm going to be like, hit me with another one. I mean, like, come on, like I'm, imba- it's imba- I'm embarrassed to do that. I mean, even on vacation, even in front of him, like, I don't give a shit what happens in front of him, but I, I, I don't know. You know it, And you always want to be sensitive when you're traveling. It's not like you could show up at lunch and be like, oh, I'm starving because you served like, you know, a half an egg at breakfast. I'm starving for lunch. Because you're in a country that relies on tourism and they don't have tons of money like the United States does. The Antigua doesn't have a lot of money like the United States does. So isn't it a bit insensitive to sit down at lunch and say you're starving when who knows who's working there they could know starving people who's starving i e haven't had a meal in a week but i mean these are the kind of things that i that go through my mind i i i i, I the anxiety is crippling but the portions weren't big the salads they it was very nicely presented <clears throat> excuse me nicely presented you know they tried to be almost like a little too fancy it's like just just throw it in a freaking regular bowl, fill it up to the top, make it good. And I'm happy to eat it. I don't need the white bowl with the curve and it comes up and it swerves around and you're putting four romaine leaves in and you're sprinkling four raisins. I just want to eat a decent amount. So that was the first thing. The second thing is that it's not a private beach. It's not a private beach there. And I didn't really think, again, anything of that. I've been as you. We all go to public beaches. Hello, Jersey Shore, Long Island, everywhere. Come on, but it wasn't a public beach, and the they had vendors selling their wares, their souvenirs, and they were very aggressive, very aggressive vendors. It was a little too much, it, uh, and you know, and I don't usually say that. I love the deal. I love to shop. You know, I, I, I of course, I wanted to bring home something for the girls, but. Right where the chairs were on the beach, you know, the the resort has their chairs on the beach is was tables of vendors set up right behind the chairs, like right behind the chairs. Like like ten feet away, and if they, the the vendors are seeing every single thing you're doing. They are hearing things you're saying, and it just made me a little uncomfortable. Yes, you could have gone. I'm like wiping my nose, and if you're watching, I apologize. I don't know. Like I I like uh, anyway. I'm fine. Um, but um, if yes, you could have gone like fifty feet away. What the hell is that noise? Fifty feet away. And and there were no vendors right behind the beach chairs, but you know you kind of want to be close to the resort, uh, you know if you gotta use the bathroom or you wanna you, you know run back to the room or something. So I didn't, I didn't like that. I didn't like the vendor setup. I I was talking, you know, Chris and I were talking about little things here and there, and he's uh, oh well maybe we'll go on a boat ride, we'll do this, and, you know, and then you hear, why well, I have a boat, I could take you around, and it's like, are you listening? To-? Every goddamn word I'm saying. Uncomfortable. I was reading a book, which I'll tell you about in a second. And uh, one of the guys selling seashells behind me comes over to me and he says, oh, I see you reading the girly book. I see you like the girly books. And I'm thinking to myself, like, please, like, with all due respect, I love to talk to everybody. Hello, I'm a comedian, but I'm, I'm, I'm practically naked here on the beach all of my claw marks from my kids my childbirth are exposed I haven't seen the sun in a million years and all I want to do is read a goddamn book I don't need commentary on what kind of book I'm reading so it was just it was too much it was too much the other thing is I really do appreciate beachside service, service like good beach service like because you know when I'm taking the kids down to Jersey Shore if I'm taking them North Fork or Long Island nobody's showing up my chair nobody's showing up at my tommy bahama chair with the pina colada you know and 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 and, uh, a shrimp taco wrap or something no so when i'm on vacation that's really what i want and they didn't really have that they had drink service it was it was like a drink every five hours come on come on I, i need to be pounding the drinks you know what i'm saying so i did though um i did though Ask uh, friends when I got home. I was like, come on, can't, isn't there anything else? And so this is what they said Hyatt Ziv, Hyatt Ziv Capcana in Punta Cana. It's a family place, but uh, they have another one, Hyatt Ziv. They have, like, I think, a Hyatt Zillara, which is adults only, but Hyatt Ziv, apparently. The price is right. The food's apparently delicious. This. They have multiple restaurants. The beach is beautiful. I've been to Punta Cana before I've stayed at Paradisus when it first opened though, so I don't know what it's like now, but apparently Hyatt Ziv Cap Cana, look up the reviews, uh, the flights to Punta, at least in from New York are cheap and from New Jersey are cheap. And it's supposed to be great. I really want to go to Turks. So I haven't been to Turks. I want to go to Turks. It's just so expensive. I have a friend that went to Turks and Caicos, stayed at Grace Bank. It wasn't all inclusive. The hotel, you know, she found affordable. I don't really, I don't know what the price is. I can't remember, but they went to get burgers, her and her family. She has a few kids. They went to get a uh, burgers one day for lunch. And the burgers were literally $45. I mean, that's that to, that to me, that to me is a waste of money. That's unaffordable. I don't like all inclusives because we all know you can't control the portion size. As I just experienced, we never know how the food's going to be, but, 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 When you have kids, or when you don't want to think about money, it's just so much easier, you know. My girlfriend Denise, she went to Sandals, uh, Grenada, or Granada for her honeymoon. She loved it. They had like twelve restaurants there. The thing about Sandals, I hear, is that you got to put on a bow tie to go have dinner. I, I don't. That's why I haven't stayed at Sandals. I know people say sandals is cheesy yeah i know it's cheesy and no i don't want to like walk out of my hotel room and have you know like a butler being like hey you're gonna join us for a couple's volleyball today no i have no interest in that whatsoever but <clears throat> i i i don't want to be dressed up i just want to show the hell up anyway that's that but i had a great time regardless of that i had a great time um Cocoa Bay was the place, the other places that other people are, are, are at the resort were telling me uh, that were nice, Jumbie Bay, oh God, Jumbie Bay in Antigua, it's like 20 grand a night, can you imagine? Jumbie Bay, it's a private island, in Antigua, um, the other one, which, what was it, what was it, the, uh, the Carlisle, or the Carl, the Carl something. In Antigua, people said, was really, really good. And then Hermitage Bay, which I had looked at too, but was a little bit uh, pricey for what I wanted to spend. Hermitage Bay in Antigua is also supposed to be really nice. So here's the thing. Beautiful island. Go visit if you want, if you haven't been. I probably wouldn't leave the resort. I didn't find a need to. So now listen to this. Craziest shit, you're going to die. So I decided while I'm on vacation, I'm going to read a book, a regular book, because I haven't read just a storybook in a very long time. You know, a friend of a friend recommended that I uh, read this book called Lucky Me. And it's by an author, Sachi Parker. Cute little book cover picture of a mom and a girl, little strand of pearls on the head. I ordered it on Amazon, not thinking anything of it a few months ago, whatever. I actually bought it used because used, it was like $4. I know. I'm sorry, Sachi. I'm sorry to the author, Sachi, who I wound up becoming to know. Crazy, crazy, <clears throat> crazy uh, A chain of events here. You're going to die. Um, <clears throat> I bought the book used it was like a couple dollars. It was said excellent condition. And then, I don't know, the regular price was like $17. What's the point? What's the, what's the point? I'm going to read it. And then when I'm done, I'm going to put it downstairs in my community book bookshelf, you know, in the basement that we have in the apartment and call it. And somebody else will have a, have a new book. Fine. So, mm. and who knows if I was going to like it? Why should I pay full price? I might read three pages and say, oh, the hell with this garbage and, and whatever. No. It's not like it's a book about Barbara, Eliza, you know, Judy. Not, yeah. So I buy the book, take it on vacation. I'm like, I'm going to read it. As I'm on the plane, I'm reading the story, you know, like I'm reading about what, what the book is actually about because I didn't know. I just saw it got good reviews. And Saatchi Parker is Shirley MacLaine's daughter. And Shirley, and the book is all about Saatchi Parker's life. It's a real, it's a true story. It's her story. It's all about her life with Shirley MacLaine as her mother and her uncle, Warren Bating. And her father, Steve Parker, who was like some of deal a finance guy. Um, and <clears throat> also, though, in show business a little bit, like uh, on the uh, perimeter. He uh, produced some stuff, whatever. And apparently, Shirley McLean is this crazy narcissist. And she uh, um, didn't treat her daughter so nice. And this is the story about, you know, whatever the daughter's life. Now, how I even came to this book was because, uh, you know, I think I came to it not because it just uh, uh, randomly. I think it was because, you know, I'm watching Downton Abbey, Shirley McLean's in the show. And I probably at, you know, three in the morning was Amazoning and I found, you know, some connection to the book, but I forgot all about it. Right. Um, that's that. Also, the story of the mother being a narcissist and all that, the mother being all about herself, it appeals to me uh, for private reasons and, you know, and maybe like kind of ignoring the daughter appeals to me. I'm not going to say anymore. Mom, don't disown me. It wouldn't be in the best interest of anybody. But you know what I'm saying. So you're going to die. I read the book. It's fabulous. I can't put it down. I I couldn't believe it. I couldn't. Believe that Shirley MacLaine, the woman we all know and love, famous actress, little bit of a kook, you know, she's all like believes in aliens and all this kind of shit, you know, adorable, such a force to be reckoned with in Hollywood, such a presence. The second, You hear her name, you know immediately what she thinks of, you know immediate roles that she plays. I can't possibly believe that she was such a horrible mother and she sent her daughter at two years old, unchaperoned, all the way to Japan to go live with the father because that's what happened. And the girl was just this poor little two-year-old girl was living in Japan until she was like 18 years old and then all the trials and tribulations and how Shirley Maltaine didn't want to help her but again this you have to take this with a grain of salt because this story is from the daughter you know and there's always multiple sides to the truth but I couldn't put the book down I was fascinated I get home from the trip okay my vacation I'm I, I have color maybe not now if you're watching but to me this is color why didn't I get the Italian melatonin gene where i got tan after sitting i sit. I've just read this fabulous book i get an email from my friend bobby Fanero. bobby excuse me bobby finero who played eugene Pontecorvo in the sopranos most brilliant amazing actor he's my dear friend we love each other and he is one of my allies in the business he tries to help me bring me up bring me opportunities He, he he's he He is in my corner and I love him. I love him dearly. I loved him before I knew him because I loved his work. And then the fact that he became a fan of mine and is like, I want to help you. This business is so hard. I want to help you make it. You know, oh my God, my heart goes out to him. And if anybody wants to become his fan because of that, you should, because there are are still all good people in this world. So he emails me and says, Deluge, I got a great opportunity for you. Queens College or CUNY, New York, one of the schools, I think it's Queens College. Has an Italian American department, and there was this play, and they it was written in Italian, and they translated it into English. And uh, I have a script, and I want to send it to you. Do me a favor, read the script over. I want to give you one of the roles in the script, and uh, we're gonna do. They want to record the play with actors, professional actors. They want us to record the play, and it's gonna go in the uh, archives at Queens College. So if anybody wants to, I don't know hear a play on, book on tape kind of thing. And this is the one that they want to, uh, this is the play, this happens to be the play, uh, said play that they want to listen to. I will be on the recording. Very cool opportunity. Um, Who's going to listen to it? I don't know. Maybe people, but Bobby Finero of The Sopranos and you're going to die. Guess who plays his mother in the play? Sachi Parker. Can you imagine? I just read her book. So wait. I get home from vacation, right? I do all my things. I'm back to work. I'm, you know, da, da, da. Uh, I'm, I'm, and then that night, that evening, I have to go out and I have to do the first reading of the play with the cast, right? That first night. And who do you think is there? Sachi Parker, Shirley McLean's daughter. I play the lead in the play. Oh my God, Bobby, you're so sweet for getting me late. I can't even, <clears throat> I play the lead. My name is clara and i play bobby's uh, wife and he plays my husband a character named plinio and shirley mclean's daughter sachi parker plays plinio's mother so she's my mother-in-law can you imagine how weird that is i first of all you know how weird it was sitting around uh, we were at um where did we read this where did we do the reading um oh at the Calandra Institute, which is a uh, Italian-American institute. Like, it's like a cultural center. It, like, I think they, they support the schools or whatever. It's in the West 40s. And we, you know, and it was, just you know, just brochures. I don't know if, like, just people go there. But they, they they. I guess, I don't know. I don't even know what really they do at this Calandra Institute. All I know is I walk in, there's Italian flags. Oh, look, my alarm's going off. Why? I have no idea. But I walk in, there's Italian flags and pamphlets for Italian-American things going on in Manhattan. Fine. So I walk in and you know and I sit down in the room. You know, and there's the big square table. And of course, Bobby, you gotta love Barbie. Italians. This is why I love us. If you look, this is why I love our people. We're there five six actors comedians we are the, i was a, i'm obviously not uh an actor well although my boyfriend's like stop saying you're not an actor you're a great actor i'm like all right fine so the, all of us actors There was a couple other comics there too and uh we walk in we're there to work to read the script to work it out together and one of the fellow castmates walks in with some good cool- Save, for the rest of us because we don't do anything without a little nosh. You know what I'm saying? That's what I love about our people. He's so, so he's he's just the best. So anyway, I couldn't believe that for the, the three hours that I'm there, whatever it was, I'm sitting across from Sachi. Sach, good old Sach. I just read your life story. Can you imagine? I mean, if she hears this, I'm going to be so embarrassed. So I didn't say anything to her. My boyfriend, he's texting me. Did you talk to her? Did you tell her? Did you tell her? I'm like, no, I'm not gonna tell her. What I'm gonna say. Oh, by the way, I know all your private business because I just read it on a beach. And he's like, at least it doesn't matter that you know her private business and deepest thing in the whole entire world. And I said, you're right. I'll try to tell her. So anyway, after that, we finished the play. Blah blah blah. That wasn't the final reading. The final reading is coming up. Um, I, I think maybe over this weekend check my schedule but it's the radio read the archive screen and i'll share it with you by the way because the story is actually kind of cute it has some like pandemic relevancy uh it was written by a girl i think it was the girl gabrielle maybe it was a guy gabrielle in italy but anyway anyway we wrap up the reading i'm on the street i'm about to wait i'm waiting for the bus to go home and uh, and I see Sachi in the corner of my eye, at the corner. And I go over and I was like, oh, Sachi, hi. I was like, oh, hi, I'm Elise DeLucci. And she's like, oh, of course I know who you are. She's like, I just sat across from me for three hours. And I was like, you're never going to believe this. And I told her the story and she couldn't believe. that. She just couldn't believe. So we made plans, tentative plans to get together, have lunch. And I'm so excited. She's amazing. She's um. I think she's like in her, I think she's 60 and early 60s. She's such a good actress, such a good actress. You know what? what? For people that say, oh, talent, you got the gene. You don't have the gene. Oh, you got to really work at it. I don't know how much training Sachi had. All I know is that the words on the script came alive in such a, a powerful way when this woman spoke. The emotions, the range that she was giving in her lines, it was so inspiring that you know what I do have to share uh, the play when it comes out so you guys can listen to it because it's cool. And by the way, and by the when does anybody ever listen to plays on tape or plays on the radio? I feel like the last time I heard about that was I don't know before like television, you know, and all the families would gather around and listen to the radio. So, oh, speaking of plays. Funny Girl on Broadway. Have you seen it yet? You know, I saw it in the previews. I just read it on (laughs) showbiz411.com. Not plugging that website. I just thought it was such a great name for a website. I was, uh, it came up on my phone the other day. Beanie freaking Feldman. What the hell are you doing, Beanie? Everybody's rooting for you. Everybody wants you to be a successful Fanny Brice and a replacement on Broadway. And the article, oh, oh. I, I, they said the article I couldn't have summed it up perfectly myself. It said, We want Beanie to succeed. We want her to be funny girl. We want her to be fanny. We want her to be this to, to, to launch, be the launch pad for her A giant career, right? You chubby, funny Jewish girl. We love you, right? That's that was basically it. Do us, do us this mitzvah. And then it went to talk about that she's been missing performances. What the hell are you doing, Big? They said she took off a few matinees. Um, the weekend after the show debuted. So the weekend after opening weekend, she took off. And then recently, she took off on the week for a whole weekend to go to a wedding a wedding let me tell you something everybody about show business the business of show means you have to be there oh my god what a big big, huge opportunity that's the thing that people that's the thing that people don't understand really about this business and it's hard is that is that we are giving up our free time to entertain you know and I I'm not comparing myself to Beanie, but in some ways I am. People don't understand. Some people in my life, they don't understand why I'm not able to go to the communion or the christening, or I'm not able to go to the wedding. I have an upcoming wedding. Uh, My cousin, not really my cousin, you know, like my mom's best friend. That's my cousin. You know, we all, everybody, you know, you know how we do Uh, it. I can't go. I can't go, not because I don't want to, it's because I'm working. And I'm not working like I'm touring. I'm not Sebastian touring. I should be so lucky. But oh, I keep putting this out there in the world. Is it ever going to happen? God. But it's like, you know, I, I should be so lucky. But no, but I'm, I'm doing my little shows around the city because that's what it takes. That's what we have to do if you want to get good. But you, when you get that big break, when you get a break, any break, you have to go with it with the biggest gusto. You know what I'm saying? So... The fact that Beanie isn't showing up makes me just so upset. And what do you think happened? You fall asleep at the wheel for one second and somebody else, bam, comes and goes, just takes your place. Julie Benko. Julie Benko is the understudy for Fanny Bryce in Funny Girl right now on Broadway. Julie Benko is Beanie's understudy. And when Beanie hasn't been able to make it, Julie shows up. Of course you do, Julie. This is your time to shine. You you know, the understudies have to learn all the lines. They have to know them just as good as the main part because you never know when catastrophe is going to happen. And a showbiz 411, I swear when I read the article, they said that they were going to have Julie, they were having Julie replace Beanie. I can't imagine that they would make such a quick decision. But when I went back and read it, it wasn't really clear. But let me tell you something, okay? How things come full circle, you know? Shirley McLean. Shirley McLean was the understudy in the pajama game a 100 years ago. Shirley McLean was the understudy in the pajama game. And when the lead got lost the job or left, and I forget who the leader was uh, playing the drum game, Shirley McLean showed up, got the role, and it made her a giant star. Okay, so Julie Beng. So maybe you're on your way up. Who knows? Who knows? Have you seen The Gap lately, everybody? You know, I bought a bunch of stuff from The Gap, loving it, linen shirt. Buying them in a size medium, by the way. But I got an email from The Gap, Yeezy and Gap, you know, Kanye's brand, Yeezy. They they have a collab. I was very triggered by it. I I shouldn't be triggered by it because I love fashion. I love high fashion. I love avant-garde stuff. You know, if I didn't, if I wasn't a mother and I didn't have my precious dolls, I would be wearing feathers every day. Like I just love, I love the expression of clothes and I love when artists make great clothes and do collabs with mainstream brands. So I love the idea. But you know how Kim Kardashian has been running around in these full body suits with the gloves and the boots, the whole thing's attached and the mask. This is what the easy gap is. Go look at it for yourself. And the prices, I mean, I get it. Again, the, it's the collab price. A denim jacket for Yeezy Gap is $440. You could keep that shit. Okay, how about that? that. Also, in light of those, oh, I can't even talk about it. The shooting, the kids shooting. In light of these things going on in the world, not that they will, They've in, in recent years, they've been going on. But in light of all this stuff, do you think that we should be giving people clothing to walk around to look like killers? I'm not making a joke. I can't. I can barely even sleep at night over the whole thing. But one of the pieces of the of the, the collection, Easy Gap, is that full body suit. It looks like a scuba suit with gloves attached. And then to make to make it all complete, complete the look, chef's kiss. They have a mask, a full face mask that you could wear with little eye holes and the mouth is covered, you know? And we're not talking COVID mask. We're talking a killer mask, okay? We don't need people running around. We don't need people going into the gap and buying an outfit that looks like a freaking serial killer is going to wear it. Or Kim Kardashian at the on the at the Met Gala on the steps. Because you know what? We're not Kim Kardashian. We don't need to walk around with our face covered. I mean, and and what good is it? are these clothes? Are these clothes serving? I mean, what? Because you just want to have a piece of Kanye? You want to have it. Now he's single. You can go get yourself a piece. But it's like, yeah, come on. I I can't even believe that I'm even saying this because again, like I said, I love fashion and I'm not usually triggered by it, but I am. You, if you want to see the collection, you could go to yeezygap.com. Y-e-e-z-y-gap.com, and you could see it for yourself. Everything's black and gray. And I like all that color. I like that, you know, I'm New Yorker, you know. I like the vibe. I like the dark, the, all the dark colors, but, but the sweatshirts are cool. The, the the denim jacket is cool. Prices is not cool. Some of the looks though, I don't know. Monkeypox. Should we talk about monkey po- I don't want to talk about monkey pox. But what the hell is going on? Monkeypox. Can we get a break, anybody? I, I just, you know, on my phone, I just saw a couple of new couple of articles, a couple of new cases popped up in New York. It's like don't go near anybody I guess that has skin lesions or bodily fluids or I don't know like share somebody's clothes and they could have a cut cuz you never know if they got monkeypox. I it's like eh. <sighs> I'm tired, I'm tired. I do have great news though. Did I tell you about Vic Dibetateto? No. I'm featuring for him, which means I do 20 minutes opening. Usually you do like 10, but featuring from him is a step up in the world. Let me tell you something, a big step up. I'm featuring from for him June 10th and 11th at the Stress Factory in New Brunswick. I hope that he loves me when he meets me and he wants to take me uh, around because we It would be great to do Chicago and L.A. with him. It would be great to do Long Island and more areas in Jersey. It would be great to do Atlantic City. But, you know, you never know. I'm so grateful for Vic for this opportunity. It is going to be uh, four shows, the 7 p.m. show and the 9 p.m. show, both on Friday and Saturday night at the Stress Factory, June 10th and 11th come out. I would love for you to see if you do come. Oh my God, cheer for me. So I know you're in the audience when I come on. Uh, My mother's going to be there. Oh my God. she's like, I got a ticket for your show. This is literally like one of the first times my mother will have ever seen me on stage in six years. Can you imagine? She's come a couple other times, but like, I think through real gritted teeth and somebody else forced her. She's coming with my aunt Camille who's my mother's best friend, whose daughter's getting married. And it makes me feel bad that I can't go to the wedding and she's coming to my thing. I mean, I should, should, I can't, I have to work. But anyway, yes, come out at the Stress Factory. I know it's far though. I do know it's far uh, if you're not in the New Jersey area, but you could plan a girls' night. Saying, you could tell your friends, Um, mm, I need to get those goddamn social media numbers up. That's the thing. I talk about that from time to time and I hate talking about it. One, because it's so pathetic talking about this all the time or some of the time. I'm just obviously just saying crazy stuff. But it's like it's it's like if I had a million followers, I could go on the road tomorrow. I could. Because that's what that's what the bookers want. They want you to have a big following. That's what all the big agents want. That they want you to have a big, huge following. They don't care if you never touched a microphone in your life. But some Porsche love like me. I'm touching that microphone six years now, almost every single day, every other day, whatever. I'm on stage. I'm, 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 I'm grinding it out. I'm begging for the opportunities, and I can't get a, a tour date. I, I think I might pull in Eric, Eric, Eric my paisan from Staten Island, and just do it myself. He, what? Let me tell you something about Eric. He was not getting any, um, he was not being seen in the clubs, you know, like if you go to the clubs in New York, you go to their website, you're not going to see his name, you're just not, for whatever reason, they weren't putting him out, maybe because they thought he was more of a social media personality, because that is where he started, um, whereas I obviously started on on the. Stage, but maybe because they the clubs they saw him more as a social media personality. Maybe they thought that he doesn't have the stand up chops, whatever. But he did start grinding it out in stand up. He really did. And you know what? You know what? He decided fuck all that shit, fuck that kind of rigid, you know, architecture. I'm gonna go just go book tours on my own. And he did, and he and he started selling tickets. And da da da. So. He uh, So good for Eric, and I'm about to do the same thing one of these days because I'm just exhausted. Okay, product of the week is such a great find for me personally. And to share with you, La Roche-Posay, they make an amazing SPF. It's called like Amthea. I think that's how you say it. Anthelos. It's a little thin rectangle bottle. Very thin, very petite. You can find it on Amazon. La Roche-Posay. They make a tinted SPF. And I was hesitant to buy it. It's a cult product. Everybody loves it. Everybody I know. You, you know, when I say everybody, I mean, I. when I worked in publishing and if I were, ever was around the beauty editors and blah, everybody. Oh, La Roche-Posay. Everybody loves it. The tinted moisturizer people go crazy. for The tinted SPF people go crazy for, I don't wear any, you know, I try not to wear heavy makeup in the summer. I just, put my bare minerals on the face, you know, very light. I was like, I probably shouldn't even do that. Let me try the tinted SPF. I tried it. It's It's amazing. It goes on smooth. I have it on now if you're watching my video, but this is, you can't really, the the camera is, this is a homemade operation here, you know. And uh, the camera is, makes me a little shiny, but it goes on smooth. It really does cover. Sometimes I feel like I have a little like rosacea on my cheeks that will be covered with, with foundation, bare minerals, whatever. But this covers it. And it's a 50 SPF. It's $35 on Amazon. I got it. I'm addicted. It's not greasy. Like I said, it's not greasy. It's smooth. It really covers. It it works in terms of not getting um, sunburn. I was out in the sun in Central Park the other day with the kids. We were there for a few hours. Not a speck of burn on my face. I might even wear it into the fall and the winter because why the hell not? It works like a light foundation, but it really is a strong SPF. La Roche-Posay, I totally recommend. Quote of the day. I don't know who said this quote. I found it online and I don't know who said it, but I love it. And it says, give out what you want the most to come back. How about that? That's what we're doing here. That's what we do here every week on the Elise DeLucci Show. By the way, I might add another name to the Elise DeLucci Show. I might add a little uh, extra name like, uh, you know, the, 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 your, your Italian mom, the Elise DeLucci show, something like that, something else to help, um, some of the algos in the, um, in the, you know, on the World Wide Web, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, uh because you know maybe if i have you know the italian mom a italian something like that i don't know we'll see i'm fooling around with it I'll keep you posted anyway i missed you i'm so happy we got to talk i can't wait to talk again next week i'm elise delucci thank you for listening follow me on instagram uh tiktok and all the other garbage that's out there talk to you soon baby I'm just another soldier.